Heavenly Father, thank you for just being here this morning and pray that we would be able to lay aside the, the things that so easily distract us. And Lord, that we would just be able to focus on, on your word, not, not for our pride, not just for our knowledge, but just for your glory that it would change us from the inside out. Lord, just for us to realize, as I said, there's none of us that deserve to be. But by your grace and mercy, I think what Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And so, Lord, we pray this morning that we would be attentive, that we would listen, that we'd sing from the bottom of our soul to honor and glorify you, that we would fellowship with one another, that we would walk away from here meditating on your word and, and not being forgetful hearers, but having that desire to battle against the things that so easily distract us that we might live for your glory and becoming more and more Christ-like and less and less like our sinful, selfish, idolatrous selves. Thank you, Lord, for just your many blessings on us every day that we so often assume and we take for granted. And so, Lord, help us to be brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us to be children of the Most High. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this morning, I also forgot to mention, I just want to say thank you to the volunteers for serving breakfast last Sunday. You know, what a blessing it is to gather together and just have that Easter celebration and to have the volunteers that are willing. And of course, it, it can't happen without volunteers. So one of the things I would challenge you with this morning is just look at how you're serving in the church or maybe not serving in the church and think, how can I serve in the church? You know, to help serve a breakfast doesn't take a spiritual gift. So whatever it is, maybe just examine and see how things are going in your life and where the Lord would maybe choose to use you and use your spiritual gifts. At the same time, I do think that goes along with the wisdom of God that we're looking at this morning because it's God's wisdom that works within us. It's God's wisdom that works within us to be more and more Christ-like so that we can serve within the body and be there for one another. In Proverbs chapter 9, verses 10 through 12, the word of the Lord says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, we've all heard that passage before, and we think now at times we just kind of pass it off. Well, I, I have the fear of the Lord. Well, well, do we always have the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. In Psalm 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. And Job 9.4, wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has defied him without harm? Job 12.13, with him are wisdom and might. To him belong counsel and understanding. And Isaiah 55.9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You see, wisdom is essential to live a godly life, and it's godly wisdom, not worldly wisdom. 
Wisdom is essential with God's omnipotence. We can see that it's perfect knowledge and the ability to bring it to pass. God has the ability to bring it to pass in perfect knowledge. You see, God achieves the highest end by the best means to get there for his glory and the good of his people. God achieves the highest end by the best means. We don't always accept that. We don't always want to accept that. But it is the highest end, the best means for his glory and the good of his people. You see, God's wisdom is perfect. Just look around you at creation. The complexity and yet the harmony. Look at the human body. Quite complex, yet harmoniously functional. John Calvin said that the whole world is a theater for the display of the divine goodness, wisdom, justice, and power. But isn't that what Romans 1 tells us? That creation testifies about God, and yet man suppresses that truth to become fools rather than wise. You look at history, the history of mankind through God's word and God's plan of redemption from the very beginning, all done perfectly in wisdom. Wasn't the crucifixion of Christ God-ordained so that we could be saved? To think of the fact that his wisdom placed that substitute there for you and I? All done in perfect wisdom and understanding along with perfect holiness, perfect righteousness, perfect justice, perfect love, all the attributes of God working harmoniously in perfection with divine wisdom. Wisdom. It's the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. One author said, wisdom is not the same thing as knowledge. As a matter of fact, you can very easily be acquainted with facts, truths, or principles, but if you don't apply this information to your life, you're actually the opposite of wise. Wisdom, especially spiritual wisdom, is not just about knowing what's good for you, but applying that knowledge in your everyday life. When you do that, this is when you know that you are truly wise. Another quote said, He who knows most knows how little he knows. To know how little we know is the first step to knowing more. But when you contemplate God's wisdom, however, there are times we, we don't believe it or we don't trust it. You know how I know that? Because we choose to do our own thing. I choose to do my own thing. We, we ignore those divine truths. We choose other idols. We choose ourselves as our own God. And we battle with that every day. That's why we encourage one another daily. You know, I find that us deacons, there's probably... Not many days go by we don't text something to one another. But just encouraging one another in the faith. Now, you may think, God's wisdom, 
God's truth. Well, what if God's wrong? What if I don't agree? Well, then all I can say is, you better change your mind. Because God's never wrong. And we should never disagree with God, even though we do. Yet we need to develop those relationships where we can be open with one another and share where we're struggling. Share with those idols in our life that are going against choosing God's wisdom. Because the wisest choice is what will most glorify and honor God. Listen to how many times the forms of the word wise and fool are used in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And I'll conclude with Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. It's, it's interesting that Ronaldo also shared out of Proverbs 4. I find it interesting when things like this happen. It almost tells me that God wants us to hear Proverbs 4 today. Proverbs 4, verses 1 through 9 talks about wisdom in a father's instruction. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, she will exalt you. 
She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. That's how God's wisdom is viewed. That's how God views his wisdom, because his word just told us how he views his wisdom. Get it. Hang on to it. Acquire it and apply it.